Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Kindergarten Cop. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Hello there. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I found out some interesting facts today. Oh, yeah? Um, when investigating Kindergarten Cop, this week's film. So you're hitting me with the trivia right away? I'm hitting you with the trivia right away. Um, did you know that they, they did actually look at getting Arnold Schwarzenegger into to be in Beethoven? What? Yeah, um, but he turned it down because he got confused about um, what it was going to be about and he thought it would be about the composer. Um, and and he was extremely angry about that because he already had in mind another composer he was going to play. So he I just said to them over the phone, <laughs> I'll be back. And then he, he put the phone down on them. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Did, did, you, did you come up with that yourself? I literally thought of it this second. That's, <laughs> that's very good. Cool with you. Um, I'm sure someone else has already told that joke in a much funnier way than me. But I've heard that punchline before. I think... I recall hearing that at school and it was like actors all deciding which composer they wanted to be right? Yeah. in some kind of situation where they would be playing multiple composers in a film. But it's essentially the same. A setup. movie about super composers. It's like the Avengers, but various composers. <laughs> the composers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Mozart exactly. cinematic universe. <laughs> there should be a Mozart cinematic universe. That would be awesome. And then they all, yeah, they all have to use their superpowers for good and fight over who's the best and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, that's what we want. Who'd be the villain, though? Amadeus? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be um, someone who does, like, really, really nasty music. Who does really nasty music? Radiohead. Yeah. Radiohead, yeah. It would be Tom York. <laughs> <laughs> Tom York. <laughs> It'd be like um, Mozart and all his like composer buddies are being like, "Hey, we want to make music that people can actually listen to. That's nice." And Tom is like, "Yeah, right." Over my <laughs> dead body, and then they kill him. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, <laughs> how are you today? Anyway, are you good? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, it's there's a storm coming. The wind is howling outside, so it's yeah, it's nice to be indoors. It's nice to be talking to you. And I enjoyed Kindergarten Cop. But funnily enough, talking about how Arnie was considered for Beethoven, which he wasn't, um, there was Danny <laughs> DeVito was considered for Kindergarten Cop. Oh, really? But he was too short. They decided he was too short. To be to be the cop? Yeah. I see. And that would have been a very different film. It, that would have been a very different film. But I think that would have been hilarious in a different way, right? It would have been. I think they, they could have made it work. Um, but for me, at least, this is a quintessential Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, um, I, this in, in my head, this was a bit later on. This was around the same time as Beethoven, sort of 92, 93. And actually, this came out in 1990. So it's actually at the very beginning of the decade. And bits of it, in particular, the very, very soft synth during the emotional moments in the film, are sort of very 80s, aren't they? But you think of it as a 90s film. Yes, yeah. 
Um, and what's interesting is where this sits in the Arnold Schwarzenegger timeline, um, because this is, you know, it's after some of his big films. So we've already had Conan, of course, uh, Terminator, Commando, The Running Man, Predator. Um, and um, But it came out the same year as Total Recall, only a couple of years after right. Twins, before Terminator 2, so the biggest film that he was in. Um, so it's... It's and six yeah. years before Jingle All the Way. <laughs> the greatest movie of his career. Which um, um, Put That Cookie Down is from. And in my head, it was from Kindergarten Cop for some reason. So I watched. I was watching this whole film thinking, when does he say put the cookie down? He doesn't say <laughs> No, it. that's, yeah. I had to um, look it up to remind myself. So next Christmas, we're obviously going to need to talk about Jingle All the Way. We can talk about that. There's romance in that. A romance yeah. between a man and his wife and Phil Hartman and his wife. Um but yeah, it's because you've got the scene where he stops the kid from eating. Yeah. Um, where where in your brain you kind of combine the two. But yes, no, this does not have put that cookie down. It seems like the kind of thing you'd say to a child of kindergarten age, which is, is that what we call reception? I still wasn't quite sure. I still don't know. Yeah, I guess. Let's have a look. When is kindergarten? They're like four, they're five. I don't know. I know it's old, older than my son is, but still very young and very so small. kindergarten is a preschool uh, thing for children aging from ages two to six, depending on where it is. So I guess okay, it's kind of like right. preschool, basically. Yeah, right. Okay. Because the, they're also in the same building as the rest of the elementary school, aka primary school, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the the American system is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, high High school being for generally ages 14 to 18 for instance whereas yeah was, they have a thing called middle school which yes, we don't have yeah there's no middle in the uk no you, you, you you're a small child and then suddenly you're like in your late teens there's nothing in between <laughs> that's, that's all that's where you go that's what happens to the english you suddenly go from nine to 15 yeah it's basically like the film big the reason they couldn't set the film big in england because <laughs> it was like you what mate thatess what happens here every day that's just british life that's british life is. Um, One day you're kicking a football around in the park. The next you're drinking tins of white cider. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so you enjoyed you enjoyed kindergarten. Cop. I did, yeah, and I hadn't seen this in a very long time, so I had virtually no memory of it other than yeah, my false memory of put that cookie down. <laughs> so, and I knew that um, the little girl from Beethoven was in it, but that was about it, really. So, yeah, it was it was it was actually refreshing and very enjoyable. Yeah, and and this is a movie that I know very well. It's one that we had on on video that I used to watch all the time. As as you know, and as our listeners know, I grew up as a massive Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and that's remained with me into my adult life. Was he your main man? Um, I loved I loved every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I remember being sad at the end of Terminator because he died as a killing machine. That's how much I loved him when I was a, when I was like six, seven years old. Um, and so yeah, Kindergarten Cop was one of those movies where. It it was on a lot in our house, and then it it's one of those films that always seems to be on television as well. It always seems to be on ITV too. Kindergarten yeah. Cop is the movie on during the day, and Hot Fuzz in the is the movie on at night on ITV yeah. too. <laughs> like even though day. there are some violent scenes in Kindergarten Cop, there I think are. the daytime TV yeah. one is probably censored. There's probably no gunshots or rude words. Mm, no, there's still there's still violence in it, and I remember we had a copy. Um, 
we started with a copy that we just recorded off the telly. Um, and even that, it didn't have some bits on it, like the informant uh, dying of a deliberate drug overdose. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not in the, the the version that was shown on television when I was younger. But but um, but a lot of the violence was still in it, and and that's something that I find really interesting about this movie because you kind of think of this as being part of the 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 quartet of Arnold Schwarzenegger comedies from from the classic Arnie era, where you've got um, twins, this junior and um jingle all the way as as the big four comedies but actually this is a much darker movie <laughs> than the others even though twins goes into some violence it's still a lot more slapstick than this and one of the things i love about this film is that it starts off as a straightforward arnold schwarzenegger action movie where yeah. it's got lots of shooting someone dying a maverick renegade cop punching people in the face it's got all of those one lines where he goes i'm the party pooper <laughs> or i really love my car and things like that um and it's only about a third of the way through that it starts shifting into this this family comedy um but it always has this slightly adult edge which i guess was a a big part of Ivan Reitman's movies in general, um, where R.I.P. by the way, R.I.P. Yeah. Ivan Reitman. Um, very, very sad news. Um, but yeah, you look at you look at sort of his his big movies like Ghostbusters, for instance. Um, they they all Beethoven. Were f- <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you, you look at Ghostbusters. You look at um, you look at this. Uh, you look at you look at. Um, things like junior as well or evolution a bit later on um they all have the sort of um adult element for for adults to tap into alongside things that kids can enjoy so in in ghostbusters dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost kids don't necessarily recognize that but they enjoy seeing ghosts get shot with lasers and lots of comedy yeah um in the film animal house john belushi picks up a guitar and smashes it against the wall (laughs) while the man's singing a nice song and you know kids love to see things destroyed (laughs) yes exactly um and but then um yeah, here you've got um, Arnold Schwarzenegger being inherently hilarious, wearing a cowboy outfit and playing a, lu- a ukulele. Um, but then you've also got uh, a, an incredibly creepy villain shooting someone in cold blood and trying to kidnap his his son. An incredibly um, creepy villain who is sort of Tim Robbins in High Fidelity crossed with Tommy Wiseau before, <laughs> yes. before either yeah. of those existed, obviously. But that was how it appeared to me. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Brilliantly played by uh, Richard Tyson is his name. And I think this guy is one of the best Arnold Schwarzenegger villains, actually. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. He's been in, he's been in, he's very prolific. Um, he's been in quite a lot of stuff over the years. Um, famously, oh, he's in the film where John Goodman plays Babe Ruth, which I've not seen. That's John on my Ruth. list of baseball, baseball, <laughs> John Ruth baseball films to watch. A babe ball in the city is it called <laughs> that's the one yeah. yeah babe two ball in the city is What's it called, the big ball gonna do this, when he gets to the city is this the one called the babe yeah that's right is that what people used to call babe ruth did they call him the babe they did yeah oh, really yeah i did it not... wasn't his his name he wasn't christened babe so so which came first the babe or babe ruth Babe Ruth, because he looked like a baby. That's literally the reason they called him Babe Ruth. <laughs> just, he had a big baby Babe face. Babe Ruth looked like a baby. Yeah. 
He's got a big chubby baby face. Is he like Boss Baby? He basically was the original Boss Baby. <laughs> he doesn't look like a baby. I was thinking. <laughs> well, am he I did thinking when of, he was like eighteen? Am I thinking of someone different? I was just thinking to myself then, and now I've Google searched Babe Ruth, and no, that man does not look like a baby. Well, I he obviously did at the time. I can't. Maybe, maybe it's just back in the day, babies were born looking like middle-aged men. Yeah, I think so. Well, he was given the nickname from a young age. That's the thing. Well, exactly. So so people looked at him and thought, oh, that looks like my granddad. <laughs> granddad <laughs> yeah. Ruth doesn't really have quite granddad, the same ring to it, does gran- it? Grandpa Ruth. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, he, he's, he's excellent. Richard Tyson is excellent as the villain. But I think, you know, we'll, we'll talk a bit about Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance in more detail. But shout out to the entirety of the supporting cast of this film because they make it brilliant you know penelope ann miller is really good as joyce the sort of um the person who's run away from our villain crisp Crisp. very good very good villain name Uh, i think his first name is colin but they never refer to him as that colin crisp yeah Yeah. cullen Um, sorry oh cullen is edward cullen cullen (laughs) Cullen crisp which always Um, makes you think of um coco crisp who was a famous baseball player isn't that a cereal yeah. <laughs> um, then, uh, but yeah, Pamela Reed. Massive shout out to Pamela Reed, who was genuinely hilarious in this movie. As, as yeah, as... and I recognised her from um, Parks and Recreation. Yes, she plays yeah. um, Leslie Nope's mother, um, and also in Junior as well, where she's Danny DeVito's wife. Yes, that's right. Um, and again, it's very funny there. You've got Linda Hunt um, from various things as well as as the as the school the school headmaster um in this who's who's incredibly good again um yeah. you know a brilliant a brilliant actor um you've got shout out to joseph and christian cousins who played dominic together oh they did that um, thing where yeah it's always it's always twins isn't it because it's too much work for one child yeah um, you get but, any film like this where there's actually a quite involved child role it's always twins yes yeah um and um heidi swedberg as well who you might recognize Heidi um, Swedberg from oh from Seinfeld yes, yes that's from right the least yeah. funny sitcom of all time <laughs> the worst sitcom of all time <laughs> um, but also uh, also for in Hot Shots as well um, very funny sort of small role in in Hot Shots uh, that's a very, very stupid film it's it's excellent I love Hot Shots but what's what's better is have you ever seen Hot Shots Part Duh yeah yeah it's, it's even dumber. so it's so stupid but in the and, best way. Yeah, I'm. I miss the days when those kind of parody movies existed because now they're all just terrible. But there was that sweet spot for a while with things like Naked Gun, where um, yeah, you where it wasn't things. self-conscious. It wasn't like everything was a joke where like someone could deliver the line and then wink it to the camera. Yeah, it's it's there as a love letter to the movies that it's parodying. In many ways, I think you can divide it into before and after the film, not another teen movie, which we should talk about at some point. Because I would say, uh, I would say it's down to scary movie. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's for me. That's the dividing line between good parodies and bad parodies. Where scary movie feels a lot like the older parody films, but nowhere near as good. Um, and then after that, everything tried to emulate the structure that Scary Movie and its sequels put into place, and it all went horribly downhill. And there are thousands um, of those kinds of parody movies out there, aren't there? And they are all rubbish. <laughs> all absolutely awful. Um, but we're not here to talk about uh, talk about Scary Movie. We're here to talk about Kindergarten Cop. 
and I love this film. This is, I think, it's genuinely one of the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and I know that's going to annoy a lot of a lot of bros who love the action films. But for me, Kindergarten Cop is up there with the likes of Terminator Two, Predator, Commando, just as a brilliant, brilliant movie. Well, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily fair to try and rank them against each other, are they? Because they're completely different films. But also, Kindergarten Cop is trading off of his action hero films yes, as well, isn't it? Yeah. And the the writing and directing very much knows that and trades on that. As you say, it starts like an action film and you completely believe it, but it doesn't feel disjointed when it gets to the kindergarten stuff. So that's what makes it so brilliant is because that plus the the goofy comedy element of it actually works whereas a lot in the hands of a lesser lesser filmmaker it would just yeah it would just seem really disjointed and odd yes yeah exactly um and you know like you said it's really trading off his his perception as this tough guy um but there's a the, the way that they slowly create the comedy and the sensitivity out of it um i think is incredibly good and obviously a lot of the the quotable lines from this movie are in the the sweet spot near the beginning of the film where arnold schwarzenegger doesn't know what to do around children yeah and uh, and there's just something inherently funny about seeing this behemoth of a man this this massive like stone god not understanding how to deal with like six-year-olds um and, and and that's where all of the great lines come from. So where he goes, ha ha ha, quiet. Um, or I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and I want them answered immediately. Thanks for uh, that. Of tip. course, of course, it's not a tumor. Uh, there is no bathroom. Um, or uh, you eat other people's lunches. Stop it. <laughs> all of those things where he's being this authoritative voice. Uh, to these children is just extremely funny and there there is this very you know silly humor that that works incredibly well and i think it's partly because um because of that clash with what came before it where you see him as this incredible tough guy dealing with you know drug dealers and and this horrible nasty piece of work main villain um then suddenly being out of his comfort zone and and it works incredibly well, I think. And it is it is still, you know, this this movie is twenty two years old now, and I think it's still extremely funny, particularly that early section. Yeah, it's it's really really good. And it the, the thing is, it's basically a film that resolves around one joke, which is ha ha, what if Arnie was a kindergarten teacher? There really isn't like the whole of the film is built around that premise, which in for a lot of films where they take something like that and try and do that it just feels cheap but it feels doesn't really feel cheap at any point does it and that's because it has heart and also you you yes. believe his performance yeah. as well you you and the setup of him being a cop is done really well and there's just enough of it whereas it doesn't overdo it either it doesn't say this is an action film but you believe all of that stuff completely yeah exactly and and you're completely right that it's got a heart to it and i think that's what really makes it tick um there is an uh, emotional through line for this movie that keeps it all cohesive and it's just testament to ivan reitman's you know skill as a as a film creator um it this movie has um has a really it's a really well-structured film um everything that's laid out in this movie has a resolution 
um, you've got Chekhov's ferret, for instance. Um, <laughs> I love that little guy. The ferret, <laughs> yeah, the ferret's introduced as, you know, as this cute animal that he uses to connect with the kids. And then at the end of the movie, the ferret saves saves them by biting the villain and, and, and giving Arnie the time to shoot a man dead in front of his son. It's the um, ferret that saves good, the day. As all good teachers do. Um, but then you've also got things like the fire drill training, the stranger danger training, all of that in terms of in terms of that element of of building the plot points of what he teaches the kids as a kindergarten teacher, then reeling back around into the film's finale, where it's like, okay, well, he's actually been he's not just saved the day by um by by shooting the bad guy, but he's also given these kids this structure and and been a good teacher to them during his time at the school and i think you know that's the kind of heart of the movie is he's actually a a good teacher yeah the the real action hero was the kindergarten stuff we'd learned along the way (laughs) yes and at the end of the movie he gives up being a cop to go and be a teacher and yeah that's a that's a good choice to make arnold Schwartz. yeah there's a great scene with them Linda Hunt, who's obviously the the principal of the school, after he's beaten up the kid's dad for beating the kid, and then she's talking to him, and he's obviously like thinking he's going to get fired or ever, or she's going to be like, yeah, this this undercover thing is over because she knows about that, which is a good bit of dramatic irony as well. But um, she says she says, no, actually, you're a great teacher, and that's a real turning point in the film, isn't it? But it's also a really really nice emotional moment where you realise that actually, yeah. He has invested himself in this because he's a good person and a good character. Yes, yeah. He's he's at the beginning of the movie he's laid out as this maverick renegade cop who'll do anything to get his man. Who's got a beard. Arnie with a who's beard. Got a, Arnie which is not done enough. Whenever Arnie yeah. has a beard, it is absolutely magnificent. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> I'm Detective John Kimball. Um <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh but it, you're right that it it um it it morphs his character where you think of him as being this you know near borderline sociopathic um cop to actually someone who genuinely cares about these kids and the fact that they do that and they do it successfully really separates it from there's loads of movies where it's big meathead action star does something surprising um the rock's done loads of them for instance and actually um, i really like the rock yeah Take or leave Did you? Rock. It was the the Super Bowl this week. Did you watch any of the Super Bowl? What do you think? It was on at one a.m. on Sunday. I'm sure you you stayed up to watch it. I did. I did not. But I saw that Dwayne the Rock Johnson did something at halftime. He he shouted some like motivational stuff about the teams and went, "Yeah, go teams, sports!" And it was it was beautiful. I I I have a controversial opinion, which is the Rock is the weakest of the current crop of of wrestler turned actors who when you've got who's he up against then well you've got john cena oh yeah who yeah. is who is actually very funny um and then you've got uh, dave bautista who's actually a really good actor he is quite funny and so well. and so there's where is where is dwayne the rock johnson apart from being charismatic i don't think he has the 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 quality of acting of um of dave bautista or the the comedic charm and quality of of John Cena. I'll tell you what he does have though is the quantity of acting. He's in a <laughs> he's lot in of a, things. He's in a lot of things. That's true. Like, what was it's that one that was a... Die Hard in a building a couple of years ago? <laughs> Do you mean um... Burning Tower? 
the uh, skyscraper. skyscraper. It was literally called Skyfall. Skyscraper. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but he's also he does a Disney stuff. He's he he voiced Maui and Moana. You know he can yeah, sing, which is very he's, good. Yeah. I like I like Moana a lot. I think it's one of the best recent uh, Disney films. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I think you know, in comparison to the other big name wrestlers in Hollywood, he's probably bottom of my list of of them. Um, he was of course in Baywatch, the greatest movie of all oh, time. Jeez, that was that was awful. That was <laughs> Just to remind you that that exists. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- this movie, it's you know, when you compare it to those other ones, like um, was was it was it the Rock who was in the Tooth Fairy? The Tooth Fairy. What the hell is that? He played a tooth. A tooth fairy. He played an actual tooth fairy. Is this a like, is this a kids film? Yeah, tooth fairy, twenty ten film. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Stephen Merchant. <laughs> um, you can't handle the tooth. Oh, and he's got wings on. Yeah, just, he just must... going off of the poster and that slogan. This looks awful. He's he's got to be the tooth fairy for a week. Um, for, for instance, um, and yeah, I think. Um, I think Vin Diesel's done similar things as well. He's 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 done this, and and, yeah. and uh, Hulk Hogan's done them. All sorts of people have done them over the years, but none of them have managed to get the, um, the the heart that Kindergarten Cop's able to get. No, this is the pinnacle of these kind of films. And obviously, Arnie wasn't yeah. a wrestler, but he could have been if he wanted to. He could he could have been, and what Arnie had that a lot of those wrestler. Um, turned actors had is he's the most charismatic motherfucker in Hollywood where it doesn't matter that he couldn't act in those early movies he had that confidence and that charisma behind his performances that you could just watch them and be enthralled like um, the, the foreboding presence of Terminator the ridiculous power behind the entire cast of Predator for instance um, a lot of it's driven by his charismatic presence um and but this movie shows that actually he did have acting ability on top of that where he could go from being this machismo fella into being a very a much more sensitive um a much more sensitive actor like for instance the scene where he's talking about his divorce with the kids um which which hits a lot closer to home than it should do in a movie where a ferret bites a man and then he gets shot to death yeah but yeah that that was one thing i wanted to talk about because i i found the the whole idea of him having a son he doesn't see, I actually found distracting because I was thinking, Arnie, you're such a lovely, thoughtful person. You seem like you'd be a wonderful father. I wish you'd just go and spend the time with your son instead of doing this bullshit. Yeah, but I think the idea is that he was so driven by being a, a maverick renegade cop that he didn't have that time with his with his family. It's the re- the but reform angle, the second ex- chance ex- thing. Yeah, yeah, I ex- got that. Exactly. This maybe is I personally, as a, a father, found it a bit distracting. I don't know. Oh, I'm a dad. I'm Paddy the dad. Therefore, something about dads. I want to be around my kid. Yeah, <laughs> is that okay with you? <laughs> no, it's not okay with me. Um, no, the idea is that he was a bad father, and and that he was a bad husband. But now he's reformed and and and. You know, you don't know what happens after this, whether he has a relationship with his son that he didn't have before. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But he, the, the, he gets whole to do point, it all over again with with Tommy Wiseau's son. So it's all fine. But yeah, the, the whole the whole idea behind it is that he, um, you know, he, he he's become a much more whole human being as as part of, you know, he didn't just teach the kids the tid the kids to- teached him. That was awful English. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah. Um, Awful. 
awful English. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so so you know, you don't know what happens after this. Maybe he has a relationship with his with his son or, or, or what have you. You don't know. Um, but the important thing is that his character over the course of this film comes to recognise what um what 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 being a good parent means, and it doesn't just mean the the basics of of not hitting your child. <laughs> but it means being there emotionally as well. But more movies needed Arnie beating up people who commit domestic violence. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I, I feel want... like if you took that, that that the thing of him being a dad out of it, you still could have had the same narrative. It still would have had... And the central joke and the central premise is still the same, right? It, it is, but I think it loses a little bit of the the emotional heart of the film and, and his emotional journey. Kindergarten Coppers, the hero's journey... Yeah, for instance, <laughs> you know, um, I think I think it would lose a little bit of that if um, if you took those kind of elements away. Because if you start taking things like that away, if you start stripping his character development away, you're left with a movie like The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, you're, you're left with with a movie like Hulk Hogan's the fucking I don't know Easter Bunny. I can't remember which one's <laughs> um, Hulk Hogan's the fucking Easter Bunny. <laughs> So like I'd I'd much rather I'd much actor. rather have those things in here and I think it's a much more well-rounded movie because of it. Um this this movie has a has a lot more going for it than Mr. Nanny 1993. God, that looks terrible. <laughs> he did one before that though. I think he did one in the 80s. Santa with muscles. I've talked to you that, about that. That's this one probably before. it. He was Santa Claus. Yeah, 1996. Santa with muscles. <laughs> I mean, they just don't even bother trying, do they? Um, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think yeah, I, I I like this movie for those kind of elements. I think it's a lot better for it. Um, and and you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's a good movie. I like it. Did Did you notice the Jason Reitman cameo? No, oh no, I did not. Where was that? So you know when he at the end when the school's on fire. And he bursts into that room, and the two kids are making out. Yeah, Jason Reitman. Ah, just like um, um, how the Catherine Reitman was in Beethoven's Second. Was the and, girl with um, the braces? And yes, yeah. And um, Angela Bassett is in this movie as a flight attendant as well. Oh yeah, um, which is which is amazing. Just a tiny bit of of, um, of casting there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really funny movie but it's also you know a tense film as well um it's a it's a movie with a lot of heart too it's just extremely extremely good and one of the best things is it deals with poo humor in a way that doesn't overdo it either where like you know that after she's got sick on the plane and then they're they're kind of driving to wherever they're going in oregon and she has to keep getting out of the car and running to the bathroom or whatever you know that she's doing a poo, but it's not mentioned. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no fart noises. No, or anything like that. It doesn't spend yet yeah, five minutes of just like Arnie outside the toilet door listening while it goes. Yeah, it it it's got those kind of bits in there. It's got the kids talking about vaginas. Yeah, that's about like as that. as lewd as it gets, and, isn't and it? That, and that's as lewd as it gets. Boys yeah. have a penis, girls have a vagina, and he says, "Thanks for the tip." Yes, yeah. Um it's um but yeah, it, it doesn't die it doesn't dive into 
that kind of that kind of humor you get things like all of the single mums being thirsty for arnold schwarzenegger yeah um, yeah and he, but it doesn't overdo it that's the thing those scenes don't last too long it's just kind of it's done and then it moves on to something else that's funny and it's the same with the kids you know you you worry when you're watching something like this especially knowing it's from 1990 and thinking it's going to be dated it wasn't at all but you, you worry that it's going to just descend into kind of kids say the funniest things humor isn't it yeah and it never does you know it, it doesn't it doesn't delve into that kind of depths all of the kids feel like kids um which is which is really great as well it's it's not one of those things where it's just like wacky children doing wacky things yeah it's it's it revolves around its central sort of emotional narrative but also the plot the plot remains moving quite well paced throughout it doesn't forget about the fact that he's there to be an undercover cop at any point no but it still is mostly invested in him growing to become this lovely teacher yes yeah for sure um, but but yeah, it, it never sort of loses track of the reason that the movie exists in the first place. Yeah, um, which, which is which is really well done. So yeah, I think you know this is an incredibly well written film from a structural perspective, and I think that really drives a lot of why it's why it's so successful and why it's held up so well uh, to this day. There's a scene, isn't there? He's been on the job a few days, and he says, "Then we're all gonna." It's, anyway, yeah, he's just trying to find out what one that what their dads do because he's looking for the dad while he's undercover. But where it, it just kind of cuts from each child to each child saying what their dad does, and that that felt very real, didn't it? And very kind of like mm. exactly what kids of that age would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, um, but it, and and again, it doesn't kind of it doesn't leave space for a laugh track like you would do on a on a you know like a a, a rubbish Saturday night TV show like you mentioned. It just kind of cuts from one to one and and like you said it feels very realistic it feels very fun and it it that's a great scene for kind of just a identifying the potential children that might be the one that's going to be kidnapped by evil ponytail man but but also helping to deliver a little punch of character to each of those kids as well to help the class feel less like a bunch of children and more like their individual selves within that class which i think is again it's a very clever thing to do to help it feel more grounded in that way yeah definitely it definitely feels grounded and real even though it's very much not real (laughs) yeah arnold schwarzenegger was never a kindergarten teacher as far as i'm aware um (laughs) a question for you he has no teaching credentials right yeah could could he really come back as a teacher after this point, or would he need to go to teaching school before they'd let him back in? Because as a one-off for him to be the undercover cop, okay, that's fine. But surely, if he was going to come back legitimately as the teacher, he'd need to uh, go and go and get his get his certificates. Yeah, instead of having the lovely scene at the end that like provides the whole emotional, like lovely tying things up at the end of the film, it should have been Linda Hunt just saying, "Right, you're going to college now." Yeah, a perfect setup for Arnie goes to college. That's true, actually. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Imagine Arnie going to college and then having to party with all these like eighteen-year-olds, going, "I just want to get back to teach my kids." Yeah, <laughs> and he'd get into some scrapes. He'd end up going on a road trip, and it would be road trip, but better. <laughs> yeah, and then he's singing a about a tiny salmon. 
a, a party starts getting rowdy and he just picks up the keg and throws it through a window. Yeah, picks up the stereo and just walks it outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see this happening. Kindergarten cop too. Arnie goes to college. Speaking of road trip, I've been singing the Tiny Salmon song to my son and he, he really likes it. Oh, that's incredible. So well then, Tom Green, you've written a song that <laughs> resonates with two-year-olds. Well, I'm sure he'd be very happy about that. I think have he you would, tried, yeah. Have you tried Daddy, Would You Like Some Sausages? <laughs> I haven't tried that one, no. I couldn't got the keyboard out and yeah, tied my <laughs> fingers to the ceiling. <laughs> Oh dear, that's the only thing I remember about that movie. Yeah, same. We'll get around to it at some point. Yeah. Um, but but you know, this podcast is about romance. What do you think about the romance between Joyce and Detective Richard Kimball? Yeah, I think it's believable. It's very much it's tied up with this whole development of him becoming this lovely paternal teacher figure, isn't it? It's very much tied up with his narrative. So it's it's in service of that, but you still you still believe it, don't you? They still have chemistry. It's nice. Yes, yeah, I I agree. You know, it's very much Arnie centric as this whole movie is, but I think there is that chemistry there, and um, you know his his ability to provide someone trustworthy and sensitive who's not going to kidnap her children. I think is you know he provides something to her as well. Um, and although it's very much framed around around um, his character, I think there is that chemistry there, and there is that that emotion there behind the two of them. So you know, I, I think it works well. I think it works a lot better than, um, for instance, uh, Junior. Yeah, um, the the romance in Junior. I think it works a lot better. Than it that. felt a bit more forced, didn't it, in Junior? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which should have been a movie purely about Danny DeVito and and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's true. Very much a missed opportunity. Although twins exists, of course. <laughs> it's true. Twins does already exist. Um, one thing I'm sad about is that Ivan Reitman was scheduled to be uh, um, uh, directing the twin sequel, Triplets, mm. with um, with Eddie Murphy as the third triplet. Oh, really? Yeah. Um it was it he was signed on to do that and they were all signed on to to be the 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 triplets um but yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what's going to happen with that now um i i'm not sure if we're we're likely to get that at all yeah that's a shame i'm sure someone else could pick it up but it's going to be one of those things that sits on a desk it's like some exec's desk in hollywood for the next 10 years and then they do it all when they're too old not to be ages yeah but. Yeah. Now is actually, I think, a good time for them in terms of how old they all are, where it's still going to be funny and they're not going to look like dirty grandpas. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, you never know. You never know. Once it gets to the stage where Eddie Murphy's doing a Warburton's advert or whatever it is, that's when you know it's too late. <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. Or... um What's his face? The, the The punk man. The least punk man in the history of being punk. Johnny Rotten. Yeah, and his butter Rotten commercials and butter commercials. Brexit support and yeah, all talking other. about how we should all we should all support the, the authorities in life because yeah. that's the most punk thing you can do. Um. <laughs> Big thumbs down <laughs> yeah. for him from this show. You know, it has been yeah. a good fifty years since he was relevant. So you know, <laughs> I mean, literally, what what did what's his name? John Lydon. That's his name, isn't it? John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. We'll give, we'll give him his full name, Jonathan Rotten. Lyon. Jonathan Rotten, yeah. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> what did he do after Sex Pistols? I remember he Public did Public Image song. Limited. That's this is not right. a love song. Pill. He yeah. did Pill. Um, and he did, he did some work with... Um, oh, what are they called? Um, I remember he did guest vocals on... Um, oh, what are they called? What kind of band was... Are we talking it was about? a it's it's one of those big nineties dance bands. Um uh Left Field. He did a song with Left Field. Oh, yes. really good. It felt That's like right. a kind of eighties pop song. Um But yeah, so he, he did he he's done some stuff, but yeah, nothing I'm not a big fan of Pill, to be honest with you. Nah. I couldn't could never get into um, it. No. Um and yeah, after that he's done commercials for butter. And that's that's it really isn't it yeah but with with him at least you felt like maybe he did need that because his career had, had taken a turn with like robert de niro doing those commercials you're just like what are you doing man you're surely insanely wealthy you could pick and choose the stuff you want to do but then you know dirty grandpa <laughs> but i think maybe part of it is just the ability to do whatever the hell he wants to do and uh, yeah that's the thing it has to be balanced again that against that thing where you know he doesn't care um, you know, it's like Al Pacino in that film with Adam Sandler that we watched. <laughs> Dunkachino. Dunkachino, yeah. That was the only good thing in that horrible <laughs> film. <laughs> horrible wet fart of a film. <laughs> then look, I'm not saying I wouldn't do a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Dunkin' Donuts, if you're listening, we would love to do a commercial for you. Or even Butter. If anyone from Anchor I'd, Butter... Yeah. Actually, not Anchor, Lurpak. If anyone from Lurpak Butter is listening, please send us some money and we'll talk about Lurpak. Um, a few things you might want to know about about uh, John Lydon. He calls himself a pacifist by nature, but also is very critical of any attempts to um, to reduce the size of the British Army. Um, though that that makes sense. Um, he also wasn't a big fan of gay marriage back in the mid two thousands. I don't know whether that's changed since then. The hits just keep on coming. Ext- extremely punk. Um, you know. He's, uh, <laughs> um, what's more punk than, uh, not supporting anarchy? He, he doesn't support anarchy. Um, or, uh, <laughs> or not supporting gay marriage. Um, or, or believing that the army should be big. All, all incredibly punk things to do. Yeah. Punk butter. <laughs> That's what I like. How do you make punk butter? I don't know. Is this is this a joke? Is there a punchline coming? <laughs> there, there is no punchline. Make up a punchline for me. Okay, the joke. The joke is Johnny Rotten. He's a big joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's a big joke because he supported Brexit. So you know, <laughs> um, he he doesn't like the Labour Party anymore. Apparently, <laughs> what a surprise. Um. I'm not sure. Do you, do you reckon he votes Tory now? Yeah, of course he does. He's kind of a cop, isn't he? Not a kindergarten cop. <laughs> he's just a he's more cop. of a cop than Detective John Kimball. John, is it John Kimball or John Richard Kimball, Kimball in this? Because Richard Kimball is um, uh, Rich, Richard Kimball is uh, is the character from The Fugitive, isn't it? Oh, is it? I thought you were thinking of Roger Cumble, who is the guy who directed Just Friends, the worst film ever made. 
truly awful film. No, Richard Kimball's the the character from The Fugitive. Uh, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Because uh, have you ever watched the TV series? No, is that a recent thing? No, no, because because it was originally a TV series in the sixties. All oh, right, um, and then got turned into um the the amazing movie from the 90s with with harrison ford and tommy lee jones i always um, mix it up in my head with the firm and think it's a john grisham thing which it's not ah <laughs> yes yeah um i always i always used to get it mixed up with the prisoner um the thing with the giant floating ball that stops people from escaping oh yeah i've never seen that it's it's extremely good it's very very odd um, but extremely good, um, and that had a that had a terrible remake uh, with uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, the guy who played the Jesus oh, Man, Jesus. the guy the guy who played Jesus. I'm sure he's done loads of stuff, but yeah, you always just think of him as the Jesus Man, <laughs> Mel Gibson's yeah. Jesus Man. I mean, he he is a he is a Jesus Man. He's he's anti-abortion, extremely evangelical. Yeah, of course, um, he's now a member of QAnon, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mel Gibson worked well with him. I'll Have just, you ever seen The Passion I'll of just the Christ? Say that. Uh, it's so boring. I started watching it, but it's just incredibly boring. It's terrible. We should watch it. We should watch it at the same time as we talk about Creed on our other podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll have a Christian a Christian week. Just to get the real, yeah, just to get the real Jesus fun going on. <laughs> um, I've... I, I didn't even reach any of the abhorrent anti-Semitism that's apparently in it. Yeah, it's it's very bad. Um, have Have you watched the South Park episodes about the Passion of the Christ? No. Or maybe it's, it's I relatively have. early. It's it's relatively early on in South Park, but basically Cartman loves it because it's so anti-Semitic. Sounds um, about and, sounds like South Park. And, and Mel Gibson turns up, um, and. Uh, is uh, base basically the kids go to see um go to see the film and uh Stan and Kenny they they hate it so much that they start pursuing Mel Gibson uh to get their money back from him <laughs> um and uh and then I think Mel Gibson turns up at the end is it actually him no that the way that say, they portray he, he's totally humorless he'd never do something like that <laughs> The way that they portray him is uh, not uh, <laughs> is, is is not very complimentary, shall we say? Um, it's uh, it's yeah. Um, I think the movie. Uh, I think the the episode ends with um, uh, with with him pooing and and smearing his poo all over the side of a building. <laughs> Sounds like South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Mel Gibson. <laughs> Um, but how how on earth did we talk about get to talking about Mel Gibson pooing himself? Um, <laughs> I've got no idea. That that doesn't happen in Kindergarten Cop. No, thankfully. Could you imagine a, a Kindergarten Cop movie with Mel Gibson? Oh, it'd be terrible. That's the thing. Someone like Mel Gibson is a bit like Arnie, but he's just would never do something like this, and it would never work because he's totally humorless. <laughs> have Have you ever watched his his version of Hamlet? No, the Mel Gibson Hamlet. That is uh, that is worth watching. Uh, <laughs> it's it's actually nowhere near as ridiculous as you think it should be. Um, but he just puts in a an awful performance as as Hamlet. Oh, that sounds really boring. 
the, the great thing about Mel Gibson is that there's no reason to watch any of his movies because um, <laughs> the, you think about the best movie series that he's in, Mad Max. Um, I've never seen Mad any Max of them. Is, have you not? Oh, you no. should definitely watch Fury Road. It is it is amazing. Possibly the best action movie ever made. It's that good. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's truly brilliant. Um, and 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 you know, I I used to really love the Mad Max movies when I was growing up. Um, but Fury Road is so good that I've I've not felt any need to watch any of the Mel Gibson ones anymore. Wow. And what 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 are you going to do? Go and watch the Lethal Weapon movies? Well, I can't watch those without thinking of the Lethal Weapon movies from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Mel Gibson's most iconic role, of course, was in Chicken Run. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. How could you ever replace him as the chicken in Chicken Run? Yeah. Um, where he's he's meant to be American, isn't he? Yeah. Could they the not American have hired an American to play to play the American chicken in Chicken Run? Mel Gibson's American. Says no, here he's, he's an, Aust- says here he's an American actor. Maybe he was. He might have born in Australia. He's definitely Australian in the Mad Max movies. Oh. Yeah, maybe he took American citizenship. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, it says here, yep, yeah, he's a citizen. And he was born in New York. Oh, so. he was born in he was yeah. born in New York, but then he clearly grew up in Australia because he um Oh, here we go. His father was awarded money in a work related injury lawsuit and they relocated to Australia when he was twelve. Right. There we go. So his family was Australian, he was born in New York, and then he moved back to Australia. There we go, that's the exciting uh, discussion of of Mel Gibson's early life. So anyway, you heard it here. If Mel Gibson sucks, Arnie rules. (laughs) That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Who else else could do Kindergarten Cop? No one. And and thinking about it, who, who could do Kindergarten Cop? Well, it says here, Bill Murray and Patrick Swayze were approached to play the role. Danny DeVito was also considered, but Ivan Reitman nixed the idea due to his height. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't see. Couldn't see of either of those guys doing it. Swayze's not funny enough. Is it? He's also he's also a bit bit humorless. I mean, he's been in some really great stuff, and we talked about Ghost, didn't we? Which yeah, he was amazing in. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't see him in something like this. No, no, definitely not. Um, and when you think of the other movie stars of the time, you've got you know you've got Sliced Alone. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, Charles Grodin. Charles Charles Grodin could pull this off. He might have been a bit, (laughs) you know, this was a couple of years away from Beethoven, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Or something like Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro might have been able to pull it off. Yeah, but Robert De Niro was doing other stuff, serious stuff at this point, wasn't he? Yeah. This was, was, what, the same year as... This was the same year as Goodfellas, was it? Was it? It was was 1990. Yeah, Goodfellas came out that year as well. Um, so really, he should have not been in Goodfellas and been in Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. And conversely, Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been in Goodfellas. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I I love that era of um, of Robert De Niro's career because you've got stuff like the Cape Fear remake and you've got Goodfellas, but then you've also got the hammy brilliance of Backdraft. Have you ever seen Backdraft? No, I've never heard of that. What's that? It's about firefighters in Chicago and Kurt Russell and Billy Baldwin are are firefighter brothers who don't get on very well. Um, And then Robert De Niro is like the older more, more, you know, grizzled mentor firefighter. It's an awesome silly, stupid movie. 
um we should watch backdraft sometime the love the, hmm. the love between two brothers that's how we can we can fit it in oh yeah and um with goodfellas joe pesci isn't that that came out the same like didn't that come out the same week as home alone or <laughs> yes something? yeah that's right yeah ridiculous it's amazing um and you've got uh frankenstein as well a few years later which i, I really love the the de niro frankenstein adaptation yeah that's a good one um with old uh, old kenneth it's nothing compared to um, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, of course. No, it's, no. But it's up there. But it is, it, yeah, it, it doesn't reach the heights of that, but I do really like it still. Um, but any, anyway, have you got anything else you'd like to say about Kindergarten Corp? Um, I, I think we've covered it, haven't we? Just the music is very good as well, and it was by, guess who? Randy Edelman. Ah, oh, there we so go. A couple of years before Beethoven. I, I, I don't think it, work, it works in it integrates itself with the film in the same way that the music in Beethoven does, but it's a, it's a tough bar to leap over, isn't it? So, you know, it's a couple of years before Beethoven, but it's really, really good. And I think you get the sort of late 80s, early 90s emotional synths quite a lot, but the action music is good as well, and that yeah, really helps yeah. to make the, the action cop plot believable, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's th- this is the formative version of what he'd eventually perfect with Beethoven, I guess. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it, it still works very well. Um, I've got a little bit of trivia for you. So Arnold Schwarzenegger has said that this is his favourite role from his career, um, and that he loved working with the kids, uh, which is really nice. That's nice. He also had some conditions before accepting the film, so he wanted Ivan Reitman to direct. He wanted there to be a physical fitness theme, and he and Reitman both wanted broken homes, child abuse, and family life written into the script. So without them, right. this movie wouldn't have been as 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 good as it was from a thematic perspective either. Um so yeah, it's it's um it's 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 a good movie. It is a good it is a good movie it is a good film it holds up very well it doesn't seem dated at all for a film from 1990 it's it's very very funny and it's yeah very much worth your time i'd say if you're thinking what am i going to watch right now got nothing on get put put kindergarten cop on or just click over to itv2 because there's no doubt that it's probably on right now (laughs) if you flip a coin (laughs) it's either going to be that or harry potter it's, and it's yeah, always it's... going to be like the sixth one, so you can't watch it because you haven't watched <laughs> the other five over the last five weeks or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, right, how how are we going to rank this movie? Let's um, see what. How many kids are in your kindergarten class when you you go undercover as a cop? So I've got a solid seventeen kids in my kindergarten class. Which actually yeah. isn't oh. a lot for a for a school class, but no, that, that's a that's a good ratio. <laughs> that's a really good ratio, <laughs> especially in an American school where there appears to be no curriculum or background <laughs> checks or anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I I will go just one lower and give it a sixteen, just to reflect the fact that you you have this major nostalgia for it, and I I like we never owned this we didn't never had the tape or anything so i didn't watch it loads like you but i still very much appreciate it brilliant brilliant yeah um right so what have we got next well i i finally managed to find something that's current and is definitely a film and not a tv series so we're (laughs) gonna be um watching a film which is called i want you back which stars charlie day oh that's the charlie day one um yeah and Jenny Slate, and which we I've already watched it 
because we watched it the other day, and it's a current film that was released around the time of Valentine's Day, which took place this week, which we always fail to recognise. So one day we'll get around to watching the film Valentine's Day, but for now, a week late, we're going to talk about the film I Want You Back, which is an actual current romantic comedy from this year. Oh, very good. Have you watched any of, of Pam and Tommy yet? No, I haven't. I'm <laughs> probably never actually going to get around to it. <laughs> I've been you? watching it. I've been watching it. Is it good? It's, it's, it's decent. Yeah, it's decent. Um, cool. Yeah, I won't, I won't say more about it in case we uh, in, in case we uh, in case we do get around to talking about it. No, don't 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 tell me. I'll I'll, I'll try and get it on in, in between. Yeah, parenting and working and playing my way through all of the Castlevania games. I'll get there somewhere. I'll get there at some point. I was really surprised. Spoiler alert for Pam and Tommy. I was really really surprised when they did a crossover with Marvel, and uh, and Captain America turned up and beat the shit out of out of Tommy. Um, that, that sounds that like he it. deserved it. He was he was asking for it. <laughs> so a big a big the most ambitious event, ambitious crossover event in cinema history, and I've missed it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So oh, before dear. we go, let's just say another big RIP to Ivan Reitman because obviously this episode is now quite timely, which we mm. we had no idea of obviously um, before we recorded this show, before we decided we were going to do Kindergarten Cop. But yeah, truly a guy who created a lot of really, really fantastic films and, you know, had as many credits as a producer, as a director as well, was clearly really multi-talented and a lot of your faves, his name is on there somewhere. Yes, yeah, you know, real iconic part of of that era of of filmmaking. Um, So, yeah, R.I.P. once more. So, yeah, that's sad. You get the the big boys don't cry send-off and the love for you, man. Rest in peace. Mm. All right. Well, if um, as I said earlier, if you if you haven't seen Kindergarten Cop, please go and watch it. If you have seen it, it's worth watching again. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail dot com. Always love to hear from you. And we will be back next week to talk about. I want you back. Alrighty. Yes. Yeah. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.